Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Hello there! <laughs> well, as they say in show business, better late than never. Nah, late's always better. Some people, uh, some people believe that. Yeah, I like to sleep in. <laughs> I wish I was sleeping in right now. Just not waking up. Well, yeah. you, you know what they say: don't get a hangover, stay drunk. <laughs> Hair of the dog. You know, there's something I've been wanting to talk about for a for a while, probably since our first show, which is actually it wasn't our first show; it was our point zero one show or it's our beta. Show. It was a beta. It really was. Um, you guys are probably, or maybe you're not wondering about those words that you hear when uh, when our, our theme music starts. Here, so, I'll be the audience. What's that theme music all about? And what's that quote? The quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in. In case you weren't aware, it's John doing a silly little uh, comedy voice. Do it. Let's hear Wallace it. Shawn. Let's hear it again. Inconceivable. <laughs> it's kind of like that. I had this idea when we uh, when we started doing the show of kind of emulating one of my heroes, and uh, that, that would be Mr. Frank Zappa, wonderful social critic, composer, musician. And um, my original idea was for John to do like a central scrutinizer kind of thing, <laughs> which is from uh, a, a really cool rock opera, three-album, two-CD set called Joe's Garage. And the yeah. central scrutinizer is also one of John's aliases <laughs> from the uh, computer BBS days of yore. Oh, back in the day. Like mid to late. 80s and early 90s. <laughs> Back when we had BBSs and... One phone line. 1,200 baud modems that were screaming. Lots of busy signals. John and I each ran BBSs, actually, which is the, the funny thing. Yep. We, uh, we used to run the best BBS software <laughs> called Citadel. All that other That's stuff right. just sucked. <laughs> but anyway, those, those you know, John starts out the show with his, hello there. <laughs> and um, that's actually not in the quote. But those words are mostly Frank Zappa's, and we paraphrased and changed it a little bit to be a little bit more appropriate for the format of this show. But way back in the day, in the 80s, I don't quite remember what year it was, Frank Zappa was um, standing up for free speech against a, a group of people called the PMRC, which I think stood for the Parents Music Resource Center. It was later lampooned by... Actually, I don't even know what artist later lampooned it, but they, they took the letters PMRC and turned it into the Primitive Man Recording Company, <laughs> and they started their own label, which I thought was kind of funny. It reminds me of the He-Man Women Haters Club. Exactly. But anyway, the, the quote is kind of about free speech, and um, Tipper Gore, and you might know that name because her uh, her husband, Al Gore, ran for vice president, uh, was vice president, actually, <laughs> wasn't he? He didn't just run for it. He became Oh, he vice was running president. every day. <laughs> he was. He invented the internet. Without him, we wouldn't be here. Uh, no, I, I got to send him a card. Long story short, though, Frank Zappa was on all of the late night shows debating the, the Tipper Gore and her, her merry band of... Uh, Pranksters. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Frank was standing up for free speech. He he testified in front of Congress. They wanted to do mandatory record labels. And, of course, what ultimately happened was um, voluntary labels. You know, uh, people mm -hmm. just started labeling their own music. And I guess that's fine. 
But I'm I'm kind of an absolutist on free speech, and uh, I know I'm sitting in front of a parent who probably doesn't feel exactly <laughs> like I do. But I'm yeah, I'm not afraid of words, and oh, I, I think if I had kids, I wouldn't even be then because okay, big deal. Maybe I say the f word, or one of my friends does at my house. But you know what? They're probably going to hear it at school eventually. You, I don't know. I don't know if I even want to get into this discussion, but I did want to say. Oh, I do now. Well, you got to wait till I'm done, <laughs> Mister Mister Man. Wait, we're something to bang on. He's going to hit me with it. And um, But anyway, Frank had this great quote, and I, I we actually have it up on the monitor in front of us, and I don't want to read the whole thing. It's kind of a tirade, but we took what we thought was the meaty, juicy stuff, and we kind of uh, applied it you know, to our show. So we, I just kind of wanted to thank Frank for the, for the words of wisdom and for uh, allowing us to borrow him, even though we never asked. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. Well, your estate, at least. Yeah, and I would uh, recommend uh, if people are interested in finding interesting music, they might want to listen to some of Frank's music. He's a wonderful social critic and uh, a great composer, and he's taken very seriously in like classical composing circles. And he's written some great rock and roll, too, and Joe's Garage is a great record to start on. I mean, yeah. you, you might be offended by some of the language, but, but don't be. Oh, it's, it's funny stuff. And his autobiography is great, too, because um, he even gets into the, the PMRC fiasco, which is, is uh, great reading from his point of view. His biography? The real Frank Zappa book, you mean? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's a good read. I have it somewhere in an attic or somewhere. I don't even know where. I haven't seen it in years, but it's a good read. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm on the same, I guess, page with you with uh, freedom of speech. But yes, I am a parent and... A parent, become, apparently what? A parent. Oh. <laughs> I'm a parent of three children. Oh. And, and uh, yeah, it does change your point of view. I mean, before I had the kids, I'd say, yeah, screw those labels. Don't put those labels because... You know, we're all adults. Well, now I see what, what kids get into. And, and I don't think that, that hearing some foul language on a CD is going to turn a kid evil. No, I don't and, think it is. And, and I don't think it's going to do anything that uh, hearing that stuff or seeing those things um, did to me when I was a kid. But, but man, I don't know. It, this is a, it's a tough one. It, it's kind of like I can make fun of my mom, but no one else can make fun of my mom. I make fun of your mom all the time. <laughs> that's no, not true. I love John's mom. No, She's a great cook and no. a great person. It's just yes. one of the, it's just one of those unex- no when I say that. It's just one of those unexplainable things where once you become a parent, you can't use logic so much anymore. You have to every once in a while say because I said so. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I, I know, and it, it stinks. Actually, Frank talked about that in his book. Yeah, he talked about this rule he had with his kids and the rule was if you can give me a better reason to do something then i can give you not to do it he would let them oh, do it man, that is, you have no idea how hard that is to follow that rule but you know what <laughs> knowing what i know about frank i suspect with him it was true yeah and i, and I, think, I think he that, probably lived by those words well probably probably most of the time i can't think that he's he was an absolutist that way but he probably was human and every once in a while said because i said so but which is no reason. I which, hate that which is, reason. Which is no reason. But when kids are so small that they really can't use logic as well as an adult, sometimes you just have to say, okay, we're cutting this out. We're going to get into an accident if you keep screaming because I said so. That's it. Well, yeah. You you need to make choices for your kids because they're not thinking critically and they're not as smart as you and all that. Not as wise. No one's as that. smart as me. No, that's not true. my kids. I forgot about that. You know, wisdom. They're not as wise as you. Uh, yes, I'm pretty wise too. You're sage. <laughs> I think of myself more as time. <laughs> Rosemary. I'm going to start calling you Ro. No, that's my sister. That's right. Rosemary. And that is kind of all I wanted to say about that. But <laughs> but we've got sort of a, a segue to this. We also have another quote that we keep forgetting to bring up. It's weeks now we've been wanting to say yeah, it. Yeah, Benny. Ben. Benny. Benny. Not, not Benny the... from L.A. Law. Benny and the Jets? 
No, Ben Franklin. Ben Frank. Who's he? Yeah, that round guy who did the kite thing. He had the cool glasses. Yeah. The specs. One of my favorite revolutionaries. Invented, what did he invent? He invented bifocals. How cool yeah. was him? That how cool was that him? Wasn't all, how cool was him? <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself on my language use and grammar, and oh. I just said the stupidest thing. He'd be illin'. <laughs> Stab no. me in the eye with a rusty fork. No. How cool was him? No, he invented lots of stuff, not just bifocals. He was a genius. He yeah. really was. Rocking chair? Oh. I love You're that. killing me. Yeah. No, so every porch needs a rocking chair. Well, every rocking chair needs a porch. <laughs> now, this is this is the quote, and um, it's something also to live by, and, and it also ties into some of the things that we brought up in our news articles and and such. Yeah, here's Ben, and I don't even think this is right because we saw, we saw so many variants of this quote. Here's to Ben. Yeah, here's to Ben. <laughs> I don't have anything to clink. They who would give up an essential liberty for temporary security deserve neither liberty nor security. That's particularly relevant now with laws like the Patriot Act and um, aptly named Patriot. Any <laughs> right? Sorry. The and, and and many of the the laws they're forcing down our throats right now. You know, they their their tactic is to scare you into believing they're the only people who can protect you from all. As I said on the last show, from all these terrorists, which they want you to believe are lurking around every corner, and they're not. And actually, one of the thoughts I didn't get to to finish on the um, on the last show, and when I listened to the show, I I realized that we got on a tangent. I started That's what the show is. It's one big tangent. It's witty banter, according to all the feedback we get. Jeez. It's nothing more. Um, I said something like, we're a free country. And then we got off. I said kind of, sort of, or something. And we got off on this tangent. But what I wanted to say was, not only are we a free country, we're a big country. We have, Huge. I don't know, 10,000 miles of border, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is. 10, 12,000 miles of border. And you know what? Every once in a while, bad people are going to sneak in and do something bad. But that's a risk I guess I'm willing to live with, not to live in a police state. You know what yeah. I mean? And to use the words of um, several people, if we give up our freedoms, the terrorists have won. Yeah. I mean, to, to some degree, they've already won. Look at the amount of money oh, that they've they – sp- I just traveled. I just uh, – I should say I traveled last month, and uh, a friend of mine recently traveled here. And, you know, so I was in an airport uh, four times in the last three weeks. And, you know, the security, it's a great thing. Uh, who doesn't want to be secure on an airline? But look at the amount of money that's spent. Every airport has these x-ray machines so it they can ridiculous. x-ray every bag. Oh, but it's ridiculous, too. And it's, and it's not effective at all. I mean, taking my shoes off is not going to keep me from blowing up the plane. <laughs> the fact that you don't have a bomb will keep you from blowing up the plane because <laughs> you're right. a good guy. No, but, but I mean, you got to be kidding me. Once someone has done that, it doesn't mean that Everyone is going to be using shoes for bombs. Shoes are not the most appropriate uh, bomb devices. And it's it's unlikely if the bad guys, and they're out there. I don't deny the fact that there are bad guys out there who hate us. I think we need to question the reasons about why they hate us a little more. It's not just because we have the Yankees and Bill Gates like everybody wants us to believe, our yeah. way of life. But we'll save that for another show. Um but it's unlikely they're going to use the airplane, the, the same method to attack us again. So we've got all the security in place, which is great, but the odds are they're going to find a new way. They're going to find a new a mode of attack, and it's probably one we won't be ready for because we haven't thought about defending against it. We've put all our thought into defending our nuclear power plants and our airplanes from people with um, X-Acto or, or, or Swiss Army knives or something. Yeah, and, and nail clippers because right. God knows if I've got... You know, neatly groomed nails. I might kill someone. Well, there's a there's a famous security expert. I'm sure you've heard of the guy. His name is Bruce Schneier. He runs a company called Counterpain. He knows like he writes 
encryption algorithms, two mm-hmm. fish, blowfish, and all that good stuff. But he's also redfish, bluefish. Yeah, uh, he's also a bit of an expert on securing things in general because when you secure anything, whether it's a computer network or a, or a bank, you have to think about what how they might attack you mm-hmm. first to know what to defend against. And he talks about the fact that, um, you know, it's unlikely that they're going to use the same mode of attack again. And, um, you know, we need to be, uh, and he's very critical of a lot of the airport security policies and he's recommending ways to, uh, to change them. And he seems like he's a pretty uh, bright guy. So hopefully they'll listen to this guy. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I had to say about that. We went from free speech to airline security. No, but I, I I think it's 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 appropriate because we live in this climate and hotter than hell. And and I'm I'm a little bit upset with it. And, and even thinking about the the way that things are named, I mean, the Patriot Act. Well, it's all Orwellian. It's yeah. very Orwellian. You know, the Ministry of Peace is in charge of war. Right. <laughs> the Ministry of Truth is in charge of propaganda, and that's pretty much the country you live in right now. And I'm I'm yeah. a little bit angry about it too. Yeah. And in all these these um, these measures that people are taking for security in airports totally ineffectual but what they do is they they're supposedly to calm the masses into thinking that something's being done nothing's really being done at the airports differently i i just don't see it well they well they're securing they're they're x-raying every bag i mean well they're x-raying every bag which is fine but the reality is the slowdowns and, and all of the other um measures that they're taking where they're they're just pulling people out having their their belts taken off they're they've got some person who does not look like a threat whatsoever you know a mother with three kids oh and and they're taking yeah. and they're taking care to make sure that little needles or or bobby pins in her hair aren't going to hurt someone well and as, as, schneier, crazy. as schneier pointed out this mode of attack isn't going to work as effectively anymore because they've lost surprise um, just like happened with the guy who tried to blow up his shoes on that plane last mm-hmm. year or a year and a half ago, whatever it was, you know, the crowd tackled him. Now they know, well, we got to get these guys before they get us. So they've lost surprise. And when you no longer have surprise, you know, an attack isn't going to be as effective. Basically, yeah. any passenger on the plane is going to do anything they can to try to stay alive at this point. So even if it takes, you know, gouging some suspected bad guy's eyes out, the little 60-year-old lady is going to do it. Yeah. Because and that's really the that's thing. the that, difference. That's really the thing that's keeping us the safest is people are more aware. Yeah. That's it. That's right. It's awareness. The airlines aren't doing it. We yeah. are. Yeah, well, and we should be doing it, yep. you know. But what we don't need is another McCarthyite, McCarthyist, or whatever the phrase would be, type climate where people are turning in their neighbors because they're, you know, being critical of the president because maybe no. he did do something stupid. No. Lord knows he does enough of that, and um, you know, uh, we don't need that kind of climate anymore. But unfortunately, we're living in this 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 awful political climate right now. So let's all go out there and change it. Yeah, let's let's change our system from the bottom up. Yep. I think we've talked about that for, for yeah, way too long. Beat that up. But let's bring it down. <laughs> I'd be like those old DJs. Let's bring it down a notch. Here we are. Well, we got some interesting feedback, didn't we? Yeah. We only got one in the last two weeks, actually. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, um, it has a lot to do with the way we've been behaving the last few minutes. You naughty, <laughs> naughty, naughty, bloody veg you. Yeah. People have uh, mentioned to us that... Um, they're seeing our bloodthirsty side more, but they're not seeing our vegetarian side so much. Well, the reality is we are vegetarians. That's not our point. That's not the point of this show is to just constantly be harping on the fact that we're vegetarians. Because then we'd piss off a lot of meat eaters who listen to the show and <laughs> think we're proselytizing, and they'd probably be right. No, it's it's just who we are, and it's going to come out. And um, It's a name. It's a name, too. We're just trying to be clever. Yeah, and, and the reality is 
the name is all about juxtaposition. That's that's what the show is about more than food. We're not a cooking show, that's for sure. We should get Graham Kerr on though, the Galloping Gourmet. <laughs> He'd be a great interview. We should get Julia Child. I don't think we can. Come on. That's oh, come not, on. That's not funny. Oh, I'm sorry. So uh, yeah, you've been. You know, there's going to be some shows where we're very vegetarian, and there's going to be some shows where we're very bloodthirsty, and there's probably going to be some shows where we're neither, and I'm sure there's going to be some shows where there are both, and then mm-hmm. any, you know, there's an infinite number of combinations in between there, and since we have planned for an infinite number of shows, you know, hopefully we'll hit them all. Yeah. In a nutshell, the show really is about whatever we want it to be about because we're not getting paid for it. That's it's for our sure. damn show. We'll it's do our what, show. What the hell we we'll want. pull this over, and and we'll. We'll let you out if we have That's to. That's right. We'll stop the car right here, <laughs> mister. And you know why? Because I said so. <laughs> All right. Let's hear some That's tunes. Very, we got some music, but don't, don't, you got that itch talking about itchy trigger fingers, mister. <laughs> He's on the, the play button. No, I want to get this thing rolling. want to get this thing rolling. I know. We're already like 17 minutes into the show and, and we're, we've just been jammering, yammering, ja- whatever, drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a cool tune today, and I think it's really cool. Um, you've heard us talk about my friend Jeremy Shaw. He wrote our theme music. He's in a new band called um, called Ponder Banks and Shaw, PBS, Ponder Banks and Shaw. Uh, their website is pbsband.com, and they have a really cool song called Sunny Days on their new record. And what's what's really cool about it is, other than the fact that these guys are wonderfully talented musicians, there's an additional wonderfully talented musician that you've probably actually heard of. And his name is Jeff Coffin. He plays with Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones, this amazing world-class jazz fusion, unbelievable band. And if you haven't listened to them, you need to because they're just freaking incredible. I mean, I hate to swear, but they're just freaking incredible. Yeah, can, I've can seen you, them like five times, and they just blow me away. Can you hear this? I'm shaking my head. He's shaking his head. Yeah. So anyway, Jeff Coffin, he's a, a terribly talented wind woodwind player. He plays primarily soprano sax. That's what he's playing on this song. And in the Fleck Tones, he plays all the saxophones and clarinet. Somehow, these guys got Jeff Coffin to they've, play on this song. They've got some pictures. Exactly. And uh, so here's uh, a song called Sunny Days by Ponder Banks and Shaw featuring uh, Jeff Coffin of uh, Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Do it.
those guys can play. Very uh, melodic uh, song, you know, very hummable melody, really tasty uh, sax solo by Jeff Coffin and a pretty ripping guitar solo by my friend Jeremy. The boy can play. Yeah, even if I didn't like this type of music, the quality of playing is just great. Yeah, fortunately, you do like the quality of music. I, I like this type of music and the quality is, is just amazing. That's what I meant to say. And yeah. what's even cooler, and I'm actually very fortunate, and uh, I think John and I are both very fortunate in that since I am a recording guy, I've had opportunity to record enough people who have been kind enough to let us play their music and i think that's going to continue i mean i'll continue making phone calls and leaving emails to like this small archive of material that i have on cd and dat tape and uh hopefully we'll be able to unearth some gems and play the kind of stuff that i don't know i don't think too many other podcasts have this kind of access unless they've know a lot of musicians and i happen to do that which i yeah, feel but... very lucky to, to, to know all these wonderful players yeah, there's tons of musicians out there, and you don't necessarily have to go to your uh, local Camelot to pick up the, the good stuff. Why would you want to go there anyway? I don't Are they even, even open? I know. I think Camelot music is quite I'm dead. dating myself. <laughs> you can go to jail for that, can't you? Especially in this political climate. Um, no, it's still legal. I still have a, one of those little punch cards from Camelot with like nine punches punched. Like one more punch and I get a free CD. So I'm nine-tenths there, but I don't think I'm ever going to get to turn that card in. Isn't that it. like the definition of frustration? It is. Nine <laughs> punches on your Camelot card. Uh, that's a country western news? song. The news. The news. What is in the news? Oh, or see. the olds. We don't care. Uh, well, not a, a ton. There's actually just one thing that uh, I wanted to take a look at here. Let's see here. Microsoft, our favorite guys. Well, your favorite. Yeah. Have Have you heard of the the, the company called Claria? Well, they're the ones no. who... No. You haven't? No. Oh, you're not with it. <laughs> I'm not cool. <laughs> you're not hip. Now, they're the ones who have created uh, Gator. It's probably the most uh, prevalent... Um, What's that? Oh, Rich is pointing to our box here. No, it's a road case. It's a, road it's a case. rack mount road case made by a company called Gator. Yeah, it's, this is not the same group. Oh, okay. Now, Gator is uh, adware. It's um, malware. People are trying to come up with a, a nice phrase for it, but nasty stuff that gets on your machine and, and takes up CPU cycles. And You all know what it is because yeah. you all have a hundred of them on there, and they're just robbing cycles from you and slowing your machine down and sending mm -hmm. out little tidbits about, you know, like what you had for dinner to the servers on the internet. <laughs> Forget the privacy. It's just annoying. Anyways, that, uh, Clary, is, Clary is the company that put together Gator, and our friends at Microsoft are, uh, I don't know, they're telegraphing some... Uh, some movements towards purchasing them. Mm. And I wonder Wonderful. why they would want to do that, because they're really interested in their technology. To call this stuff technology is, is just crazy. Well, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this article. It, it's just, to me, even just the thought of, of Microsoft, the largest software company on the planet, and um, essentially the, the company that has hold of most of our desktops, um, and I think I've mentioned my relationship with them. It's a well, love-hate. But, but to think that, that they're... Thinking about putting together some sort of adware, well, it's, it's just it, it frightens me. Well, it's it's unusual because Microsoft just released uh, the final beta for the Microsoft Anti Spyware program, which was something they bought. It was something they didn't develop. It was another company, and they bought them out, like they do with so many companies. So there's a strange irony in them releasing an anti spyware removal tool, and then them buying this this Gator. Company. Well, they need a market. So they're going to create one. Right. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're going to be eating Soylent Green. <laughs> well, Which uh, the movie was wrong about, by the way. In the, it's in not the, people? In the, in the, no. In the novel, it's just soybeans and lentils. Soylent. 
Yeah, which are actually pretty good for you. So it's, it's not people, damn it. It's not people. But speaking of... Those speaking damn of, dirty apes. Yeah, well, that's a different film entirely. We've quoted a lot of films today, and as long as we're on the topic of films, <laughs> last week I made mention of uh, Munson Williams Proctor Arts Institute, mwpai.org, and um, the wonderful film, ongoing film series they have there Wednesdays and Fridays, I don't know, 7.30 p.m. I forget. They show them in the afternoon, too. But last week I, uh, we talked about Brothers, a wonderful Danish film. And for those who want a, a, a film that demands less of them as a viewer, there was an interesting little documentary I saw last week. It's called uh, Mad Hot Ballroom. Sort of a cute little film. It's a documentary, actually, about um, teaching Latin ballroom dancing to um, fifth graders. Yeah, it, it's a lot lighter than murder. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot lighter than murder and uh, all of the social and various strange issues that were brought up in the last show. But, I mean, you know, if you're looking for something and you just want to be entertained by cute kids dancing and making funny faces, and it's a wonderfully put-together film, and it's very interesting. And the, at the end, the kids are phenomenal. They're fun to watch, and uh, it's just a cool little film. It'll make you laugh, and uh, it'll make you cheer. And it's kind of a cool film. So I, I would check that out. It's a It's a made in the year 2005 it was just released and it's called mad hot ballroom and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll link to it, it. Yeah. we're going to link to anything relevant that we've talked about today uh on the uh when we release this show in the next week or two yeah we'll, put <laughs> no, that we'll on. release it real soon don't worry liz put that on the blog and something else we've got on the blog um for people who who don't go to the blog who just listen to the show well thanks but Check out the blog. We've got lots of stuff on there. Uh, occasionally, we write some humorous things. At least we think they're funny. I'm amused. John wrote a great piece. It's up there now about uh, it's a, a wine guide, pronunciation guide, glossary, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Tell them about it. It was it was kind of like a um, I don't know a backhanded <laughs> response to some of the the comments that we've been hearing about our silliness and our our failure to pronounce words correctly, like wine names and which we were for those who aren't aware we were when we mispronounced cabernet sauvignon uh, a couple shows ago we were lampooning those who don't know how to pronounce the shows john and i um were, were kind of educated people who <laughs> occasionally educated <laughs> and we, we 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 know enough about uh, uh the French language to know that <laughs> we were butchering those words on purpose and you know it, it, one of our viewers from Canada, um, you know, thought we were sort of being the ugly American, and and I I think we were purposely lampooning the ugly American because say what you yeah. want about us, John and I like to believe we're not the ugly American, and uh, you know, well, I'll speak for myself. I am an ugly American. <laughs> well, surgery can fix that, but I mean, in terms of print, <laughs> but, but not the, the typical ugly American. That's correct. Not the stereotype of the ugly American. Yeah, and we we you know we were just having a little fun, and we're going to continue to have fun. It's our show, and if if we make you mad, definitely leave us an email, and we'll make fun of you too. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not just poking fun at the French. Um, I'm poking fun at the Italians, too, because I've got some Chianti on here. <laughs> that's right. The uh, the uh, hold standard candles. That's the uh, great. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. It's a it's a wine guide. Has some uh, wine and food pairings, as well as the proper bloodthirsty pronunciations. That's right. The bloodthirsty guide to wine. It's fantastic. Oh, and speaking of wine, we didn't decant. We didn't open any wine tonight. No. We're doing the show at an unusually late hour during the week. I'm not going to have as much time. We're know. in a dry county, too. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've gone back 80 years in time, and we can't have alcohol anymore. But there's a couple of reasons for it. The first reason is we don't have any here. We <laughs> Neither of us brought a bottle. I failed. Uh, me as well. And the second reason is usually when we record on Sundays, we kind of hang out and chat for a while before we tear down, and I have to drive home. But since I'm going to just – it's late. Like right now, it's 
9.35, and I have an hour drive, so I'm just going to get in the car and go, and you know, it's against the law to drink and drive, and we, we don't want to do that, so I like yeah. a little time to wind down after having a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of bottles, as it were. <laughs> yeah, and I think we're we're getting close to that time. But um, before we go, we just also want to mention that while we love doing the show and we love sending out our words of wisdom, we also <laughs> want to, we also want to hear back from you, not just in print. We also want to see some pictures. So what we're going to do is put together a... Uh, not so much a contest, but it's going to be a, a little game you can play. We're going to put together a an image, and I'll have that on the site. You can you can download that image. It's probably going to be in PDF form. You can print that out. It'll probably be a, the Bloodthirsty Vegetarians logo or something, and um, or something or something. And we'd like you to uh, print that out, hold it up, take a picture where you are, maybe in front of some funky landmarks. Yeah, anywhere in the world. We used to have a local restaurant. Actually, we still do have a local restaurant. Local to me, about an hour from John. It's called Zeb's. Oh, Zeb's. yeah. That's where I stole the idea from. That's right. And they did a thing where, uh, what was it? You know, take a picture with your Zeb's paraphernalia on, yeah, like a t-shirt or a hat or t-shirt or something. Yeah, and something like with their logo on it. Something you actually bought at their gift shop. And, um, you know, there were people who were photographed in front of the pyramids and, and Niagara Falls, which is a bit of a cliche. But there were some really cool exotic ones out there, including like exotic mountaintops in mm-hmm. uh, the Alps or even uh, even in uh, what's where's the place? Where's uh, where's Everest? Where's that? Help me out here. The Himalayas. Yeah, the Himalayas. Himalayas. Yeah. And it was really cool. And then I, if your photograph was posted, you got a free meal and all this other stuff. And we're not going to give you yeah. a free meal, but we'll definitely <laughs> mention you on the air. Free meal. And we'll post it on the website. And yeah. we'll give you lots of attention, lots of credit. And we'll talk about you. And we might even make fun of you and mispronounce your name. No, we'll, we'll certainly mispronounce your name. Your name. Um, but what we want to do is, is build a community. Uh, we, do. we don't just want this to be a... Uh, a one-way conversation. We want this to be two-way. We, we love you. <laughs> and we also want you to love each other. That's so, really what we do. So we, we really do. And I know that sounds really hokey as yeah, I knee the table silly. and make a loud rumble. No, we, we, we want you guys to get in touch with each other and see where everyone else is from. And, and it doesn't have to be in front of a landmark. It doesn't have to be in front of some famous vista. Anything cool. Yeah. It, it could even be your bedroom. Please make it be your bedroom. <laughs> it, it can be. I'm kind of interested in seeing that myself. No, it can it can be anything you want it to be. We just want to get pictures of people and, and know what our audience is all about. And that's why we we'd like you to come visit the blog. Actually, John and I have a variety of goals for the show. And uh, one of my goals was uh, to have a thousand subscribers, and we're tickling that number right now. Apparently, our, the the company that hosts our 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 uh, the MP3 files for the show. Change the way they uh, generate statistics in our, our... They're taunting us with that. Yeah, we got close to 1,000, and then suddenly we were down in the 700s again, and now we're up at around 983, I think, the last time. So thank you. Another little round of applause for oh, you wait. guys for Sound helping effects. us out. Sound effects. Wait a minute. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And uh, we... we we want to see the show grow, and, and hopefully you like it. And, of course, if you don't, it won't grow, but it is growing. So somebody out there likes it, at least one person. Her name's Liz. <laughs> and um, no wine tonight, Liz. Sorry. And um, I, I, I have other goals for the show. John and I have talked about our mutual goals. And uh, one of uh, the things I'd like to do is generate a real community, like John was talking about, and have a, like a message board, a message yes. base. Where we can talk about all kinds of stuff and not be afraid to talk about anything, you know? And John's actually a, a great programmer, and he's writing custom, I, I want to say a blog engine, but he yelled at me the last time I did that because <laughs> it's more than a blog engine. But he's doing... It's a way of life. It is. It's a way of life, and he's doing lots of cool stuff. And I don't know, one of these days in the next few months, uh, our, our website's going to be um, 
running on John's software and, and hopefully we can generate a, a bigger community and have a message base and do all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. And then the other thing I'd like to do with the software and, and I wasn't really planning on announcing anything, but yeah, I, I can give you some uh, information about it. He doesn't even tell me about yeah. it. So <laughs> I have to <laughs> beg to get information. It's about double this. secret. It kind of like double secret probation, but it's double secret software. Um, no, I didn't really want to announce a whole lot yet because, um, well, maybe because I just was afraid of letting the cat out of the bag, but it's going to be free. I'm, I'm going to give this software away because part of the community is going to be, you use the software and you can tie other websites together. You can tie other, uh, applications, blogs, forums, what have you to, to build a real community. And it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, I guess I've never really talked about this with you directly, but I'm a big, I, I'm a Linux user, for example, and I like the idea of free software. Free as in beer and free as in speech, as they say mm -hmm. on Slashdot. And by free speech, I mean software that you can take. You want to change it and run it on your 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 server? Fine, do it. You want to uh, contribute code to us, fix some bugs, send some patches, do that too. I mean, if you find a bug, I mean, that, that's the kind of community I like when it comes to software development. And that's, uh, I, I'm not a programmer, but I do a lot of beta testing for friends who write GPL software, the GNU general public license. Yep. And I don't know what license I'm going to have this under, probably that, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be given away for free and it's also going to be, well, beta tested and prototyped and, and piloted, um, on our website. So you'll be able to see it before you, uh, you download it and play with it. Cool. And I'm a little bit excited about it. I got to tell you, I'm a little <laughs> bit excited. Yeah. I wish you weren't because it puts pressure on me to finish it. Yeah. Hurry up. You, you slacker for crying <laughs> out loud. Are we done? Yeah, I guess we're done. I yeah. guess uh, we're we're already at 35 minutes. We've exceeded our, our half-hour time slot. Fortunately, uh, we didn't have to ask the network to go over this time. He just came right down and gave us a thumbs up when we hit 30 <laughs> minutes. So, yeah. oh, There it is again. What is that thing? It's a klaxon. It's, it's, aren't they the aliens on Star Trek? <laughs> no, those are kleptos. <laughs> they steal phasers. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. If you want to get in touch with us, again, it's feedback at bloodyveg.com. We've got more email addresses than like any other podcast in the world. <laughs> we can make an email address for every single one of you if you'd like. But feedback at bloodyveg.com. If you want to send us some stories, it's stories at bloodyveg.com. We'll read them on air as it, was, as it would be. And yeah, we're still waiting for that first piece of MP3 audio feedback where you, 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 know, you send us a little piece of feedback as an MP3. Yep. It's uh, tunes at bloodyveg.com. Or, or you could send that to feedback. We don't mind. Yep. But anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. And you're listening to V-I-B.